Today on Kingdom Rock Radio. I want everyone to understand that Jesus always led by example in everything that he told his disciples to do. Whatever he expected them to do, he always showed them how to do it first. Bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much once again for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, I am so proud to present to you the ministry of Lady Tony Hudson of Harvest Fellowship International. She spoke from the message entitled, Leadership and she is awesomely anointed in the area of leadership and i want you to hear this message i believe it's going to enrich your life and richly encourage you all right without any further ado here comes the message entitled leadership right here on kingdom rock radio tonight we're going to be talking about leadership that is going to be the message for today so tonight I, I ask God to, to help me speak his word with faithfulness, with clarity, authority, with passion, wisdom, humility, and liberty that you may receive. Amen? Amen. Amen. I will ask each and every one of you to examine yourselves today that you might reflect on your own leadership. Jesus Christ is the most powerful leader of all times. No matter what you believe about him, it is most amazing to see that even after 2,000 years after he lived, the message he tasked his disciples to preach to the world is still happening today. I want everyone to understand that Jesus always led by example in everything that he told his disciples to do. Whatever he expected them to do, he always showed them how to do it first. He would perform healings and miracles and eventually he would see the disciples doing the same. The best way we all can lead is to lead by example. In today's world, most leaders expect their followers to perform tasks they themselves are incapable of. They won't even do it. They won't even do it, but expect us to do it. Before you expect someone to follow you and to keep a standard, ensure that you're keeping it yourself first. Jesus himself gave us the pattern when he stooped to wash his disciples' feet, a task that was customarily done by the lowest of the slaves, and that is in John 13. If the Lord of the universe would do that, no church leader has a right to think of himself as a big shot. I can't do it. I won't do it. If the Lord can wash the feet, Obviously, we could be able to show up on time. <laughs> Under the plan God has ordained for the church leadership is a position of humble, loving service. Church leadership is ministry, it's not management. 
Those whom God designate as leaders are called not to be governing leaders or rulers, but humble servants, not slick celebrities, but laboring servants. Leadership equals servantship. Leadership equals servantship. Those who led God's people must above all exemplify sacrifice, devotion, submission, and lowliness. Have you ever known someone that wanted the title or position but could not commit and did not want to commit to the sacrifice of the position? I want to be a financial or on the financial board of the church but they didn't pay tithes. I'm entitled to be the head usher, but they were always late. Or just maybe wanted to be in the pulpit, but never read the word. There are some that don't understand the meaning of sacrifice. However, when they see the results of an individual, hard labor and also favor, we want what they have, we desire what they have, but are unwilling to sacrifice to receive the promises and blessings of the Lord. Again, leadership is servantship. As a side note, I hope you write this down. It is not a dictatorship. Remember, Jesus never forces himself on any one of us by his examples, his works, his passion, his influences used to follow, to serve. The choice is up to us. It is ours. Leadership is just not for people at the top, as Pastor Stroud said earlier today. It is for all of us. We have important roles to play, important roles in God's kingdom. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. I believe that if we can even, even in a small manner, duplicate his style, his lifestyle, for our own lives, we would be leaders, better leaders tomorrow than we are today. Jesus came from a small town. Jesus came from a small town. How many of us have come from a small town? Having no university training, no computer technology, no internet resources, but he formed a small group. Some of us can call a corporation if you want. He spent a few short years moving his product like an assembly line, moving. In doing so completely, he changed this entire world forever. Praise God. Nothing, absolutely nothing was the same after he was finished. His organization has grown and continue to grow today, affecting the entire globe. How did he do it? Yes, he is divine. God in the flesh, holy with all God's attributes. But he did not use that to change the world. He used people. He used us. Those people were just like you and I. I thank God for using people such as you and me. Coming from a small town, 
with a mere high school diploma to join his organization. That he could use a person from a small town like Elderware to help feed and clothe the hunger, hungry. He can use a small town, a person coming from a small town, that he could use a person to reach the multitude like he did thousands through internet resources like Pastor Mark Stroud. Coming from a small town, a shy, somewhat timid, little stout boy, become a powerful teacher of the gospel and a musician. He can use any one of us coming from a small town. However, there is no final, final example for Christian leadership than our Lord Jesus Christ. He declares that I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. If you turn to John 10, and this is a familiar scripture, John 10 and 11, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. It is in within this verse that we see the perfect description of a Christian leader. He is one who acts as a shepherd to those sheep in his care. When Jesus referred to us as his sheep, and some of us might not like to hear this, he was not speaking in an affectionate term. In truth, sheep rank amongst the dumbest animals on the earth. A stray sheep still within earshot of the herd becomes disoriented, confused, frightened, and incapable of finding its way back to the flock. Unable to ward off hungry predators, the stray is perhaps the most helpless of all creatures. Reminds me of sometimes for me. Entire herds of sheep are known to have drowned during times of floods, even in the sight of higher ground. Confused. The ground is over there. They, they're lost. Like it or not, when Jesus called us his sheep, he was saying without a shepherd, a good shepherd, we were helpless and we are helpless. The shepherd is one who has several roles in regard to his sheep. He leads, he feeds, nurtures, comforts, corrects, 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 and protects. The shepherd of the Lord flocks lead by modeling godliness and righteousness in his own life and encourage others to follow his example. Of course, our ultimate example and the one we should follow is Christ himself. The apostle Paul understood this as it reads in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. The Christian leader is one who follows Christ and inspires others to follow him as well. A good shepherd did not envision his responsibility just, this is just a job. Uh, I'm just doing it. I'm doing it for the paycheck. Uh, I just, I'm, 
just for the paycheck. Have we said that? We get tired, we're just doing it for the paycheck. It's just a job. Sheep at the time of Jesus were very valuable. They provided food, wool for clothing. They cared and protection of the flock was the shepherd's life. Jesus points out in further biblical statements that a good shepherd would give his life for his flock. We complain about a headache. How many of us would give our life for the flock? The shepherd would lead his flock to the pasture and water. He would tend to their wounds. He would guide them. He would calm them, keep them together, rescue them from the pitfalls. And he was a sole provider of all that the flock needed. Sound like a good father. Amen. Sheep are single-minded, skittish, and nearsighted. They are one of the few creatures who, if let alone, will totally destroy their pastor. They are easily terrified and prone to wandering off from their flock. They re require consistent attention, like some of us. Consistent attention, like some of us. They will continually repeat wondering and wondering and wondering and getting into danger situations without ever learning to avoid them. The cycle continues and keeps going. The relationship between a shepherd and his flock is very unique. Jesus outlines part of the relationship in John 10. To keep to him the doorkeepers open and the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follows him, for they know his voice. The flock depends on the shepherd for all that is needs. David was a shepherd before he became a king. David was a shepherd before he became a king. It sounds like promotion in that, amen? He was familiar with the relationship between the shepherd and his flock. Psalms 23, if you can turn there as well. Another familiar verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amen. The shepherd keep the flock together by calling wandering individuals back to the fold when necessary is brought hard-headed sheep back by gentle applications of his staff, reeling them back in. And as shepherds, as shepherds and as leaders and servant leaders, sometimes we have to reel people back in. And sometimes they're difficult people that we still have to reel back in. That's our responsibility, amen? He would risk his own life to save the sheep from any dangerous situation again. Should a predator attack the flock, the shepherd would willingly to give his life, willingly to give his life just as Jesus did. 
The bond between the shepherd and the flock is familiar to all of us. Amen. It's another facet of the relationship of maybe like a mother and a daughter or a father and a son. The Christian leader is also a feeder and the nurturer of the sheep. And the ultimate sheep food is the word of God. Just as the shepherd leads his flock to the most lush pastures so they will grow and flourish. So the Christian leaders nourishes his flock with the only food which will produce strong, vibrant Christians. The Bible, not psychology or the world wisdom, is the only diet that produces healthy Christians. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That's Deuteronomy 8 and 3. The Christian leader also comforts his sheep binding up their wounds, applying the balm of compassion of love. As the great shepherd of Israel, the Lord himself promised to bind up, and the, bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. As Christians in the world today, we suffer many injuries. We are wounded by our past, and we need compassionate leaders who will bear our burdens with us, sympathize with us, and with our circumstances, exhibit patience towards us, and encourage us in the word when we are weak, weary, bounded, and bleeding. Amen. Just as a shepherd used his rod to pull a wandering sheep back into the fold, so the Christian leaders corrects and disciples those in his care when they go to stray. And sometimes we don't wanna talk about that part. But without malice or an overbearing spirit, without malice or an overbearing spirit, he does it with a spirit of gentleness. Those in leadership must correct according to the scripture principles, correction or discipline is never a pleasant experience for anyone. But the Christian leader who fails in this area is not exhibiting love for those in his care. I have to say that again. He is not exhibiting love for those in his care if he does not do this. Amen? It is necessary he would risk his own life for to save the sheep. And sometimes with correction, a shepherd is saving you. Sometimes with correction, the shepherd is saving you. So don't get mad. Just have an understanding mind. Amen. Amen. The Christian leader is also a protector. The shepherd who lacks in this area soon find that he regularly lose sheep to the predators who prowl around and sometimes among his flock, and sometimes among his flock. The predators, the predators today are those who try to lure the sheep away with false doctrine, dismissing the Bible as quaint, as old-fashioned, as insignificant, as unclear. They're trying to establish their own religion. These lies are spread by those against whom Jesus warned us, Watch out for false prophets. 
They come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they're wolves. Amen? Amen. A couple of key points about servantship. Leadership is servantship, but your attitude does matter. It's important. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than you consider yourselves. I told a young lady this week that sometimes as a leader, that we do things that other people don't want to do. And sometimes it's very difficult when we see strong individuals getting away with things, but yet we understand what we have to do. So I asked her this question and we were at work. So I told her and I asked, I said, who do you work for? And she didn't say me, she said, I work for God. I said, so our responsibility is great. So we have to be the example. So when we're going through, when there are adversities are coming after us, where there's obstacles that we have to go over, hurdles that we have to run over, we still have to be the example. Because people are watching our every move. You don't think they are, but they're watching. They're watching and they're looking. They're looking and they're seeking. They're seeking to find if we are true examples of a Christian leader, amen? amen. A servant also gets down and dirty. He lays aside his priorities to help others fulfill their own. It is not about getting more followers, but a leader, a leader builds up other leaders to take over. It's not about building and coming and how many followers you have, but a leader builds up other leaders, amen? Number two, Jesus himself made himself nothing. He made himself nothing and empty. He worked hard to get and influence us. If we are not willing to rise up early and stay up late to work harder and study more diligently than our other centerpieces or other people, he would not greatly impress his generation. There are a lot of, a lot of, and this is the only word that I can think of right now, a lot of lazy Christians. We want a lot, but we don't want to work for it. We would rather go to someone else and demand and expect them to give it to us. Well, I do come to tell you that you have to work. And the example of working hard, again, I go back if Jesus can wash the feet of his disciples. We should be able to want to work hard. It is not going to come through osmosis. It's not going to fall through the sky. 
we have a responsibility to be the examples. We are the light. Amen. We are the light. And so for those that are looking, and there's plenty of those that are seeking to find something, your light as a servant leader always has to shine. It can't be dim because the day that it is dim, that person will just go by. So I ask that each and every one of us examine the leadership within you. It takes a strong leader to make assessments and self-evaluate their own leadership. When you self-evaluate, you try to find reasons maybe not to, to change or to make adjustments. But we all have to make adjustments sometime. We all have to change and renew our thinking and our mind because, again, the responsibility is not just a job. It is our responsibility to be the example, to walk like Jesus walks. He already laid down the foundation. He already laid down the steps. The only thing that we have to do is walk in his steps and follow his lead. Amen. Amen. Also, communication. Jesus communicated well. As we see, the church is still going on. He listened to the people and he knew what to do. That is very important. He listened. Sometimes we run our mouths continuously and consistently. And we go, mm-hmm, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I catch you later. But we fail to stop, to listen, to seek, and to understand, to find out what that person whom we should be the example really needs. We need to be like Jesus. Listen, take time, whether it's through a text or a phone call. We have, again, the responsibility. There is an action word, and the action word that Jesus did, he always moved. He went. He walked everywhere. So for us, servantship is about movement. It's about doing. It's about going. It's about adjusting sometime. It's about action. Because leadership is about action and it's about servantship. We all are servant leaders. Amen? Amen. Amen. In his communication, he showed he lived on a higher level. For example, the woman who had been married five times. Amen? Also, he had a longing for a change heart. He looked and listened to people heart. When the last time you judge somebody by their acts instead of listening to their heart? Because sometimes we cry out without actually crying. We're crying from the inside. We need a hug. We need somebody to go, I, I, I got you. Just come on, I got you. Look for the opportunities. Hear the whispers. You can change and be that person in that, in that person's life, you can be the example. It does not take the title to make you the leader. 
You can be the leader on your job without being in management. You can be the on, on the assembly line. You can be at the window taking the money. You can be the servant. You don't know who you will affect. When we call ourselves Christians, we are putting ourselves on the cross. And everyone is looking at our actions. Our actions, what we say, how we walk, how we talk, how we live, and the things that are hidden. They're seeking and looking. So we have a responsibility to be servants. Amen. 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 I want to read to you again Psalms 23. And if all of us can turn there. And I also want to say that in this house, you all have great shepherds. Great shepherds. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, leaders produce leaders. They're not one, they're not just wondering and, and trying to, to get more followers. Because you can have thousands and thousands and thousands in your flock and still produce nothing. However, it's the quantity. I can have two people and be more powerful than having a thousand. And I say to you today that you have great shepherds amongst you because all of you in here are great leaders. All of you in here possess the power. And I thank Pastor Mark and Pastor Samiko Stroud for giving a follower an opportunity to speak to your flock. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lay down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod, thou staff, thou comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And this is the house of the Lord, amen. And I thank you for allowing me to give you the word tonight and allowing the Lord to use me. Thank you. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. 
and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.